And we are live. Welcome to the Two Guys in a Bed podcast, the official podcast where reality becomes fantasy. It is Saturday, October the 12th. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We got a good show lined up yet again. We got some updates from the FML. We're gonna, um, we got a fake-ass 3-2 and two team that we're going to call out. And we're actually going to de- debut a new segment this week. Um, and it is Saturday night, which means there's like no work tomorrow. So um, there are some beverages involved in the podcast tonight. So we'll see how it goes. Um, speaking of see how it goes, uh, we have a different co-host tonight. Callahan is uh, not in tonight. He's not in the bed. Uh, but we do have someone who is, is very familiar with this bed. Um, he's a semi-regular co-host. We do have the first ever champ in the bed with me. Tucker, are you there? What's up? I am so pumped to be on the podcast again. Um, we're actually in a co-bed, a uh, new bed for us, a uh, little, little co-hosting room over here at the house. So it's uh, fun times for sure. Thanks for letting me crash in your bed. Um, yeah, so Tucker, it looks like we have a couple new sponsors, and I think you've got something for the uh, the Halloween uh, holiday that's coming up. Tucker, who we got this week? Yeah, today we're sponsored by the Bart's Candy Corn, the worst Halloween candy ever. So don't ever, ever pass that out to my daughter. Thank you. <laughs> so... Um, I'm going to push back a little bit on that. I don't think that's the worst Halloween candy ever. Um, I'll put that out on the, uh, the league homepage. We'll put a poll up for the worst Halloween candy ever. Um, it's definitely not candy corn. Um, it's definitely not the pumpkin candy corn, which is actually an underrated solid candy. Um, and, and it's special because it's only around Halloween that, you know, that makes it good. The worst candy I would probably say is something like an an almond joy. That's what I'm gonna go with. The coconuts. I don't want coconuts in my candy. Yeah, those are pretty bad, but at least there's like chocolate to go with it. So it's okay. But um no, the candy corn are atrocious. No th- no thank you. Uh all right. Uh you're wrong, but we'll just we'll move on. Uh, we'll put it out there on the on the poll. So make sure you vote. What's the worst candy ever? Um, all right. So Tucker is here. So why not start with Tucker looking back at week number five, he takes down Callahan 155.1 to 145.4. It was last week's game of the week and it did actually come through. You guys scored a ton of points. It was a pretty good game actually. Um, but you did come out on top. You are now the last undefeated team in the league. You are 5-0. and And that actually ties the best start you've ever had in WRBF. You went 5-0 in 2013. You're 5-0 in 2019. Um, you're now the league leader in points scored. Maybe your team is actually good. Yeah, it's, I've said it the whole time. My team is good. Um, I was super nervous going into this matchup for sure. Like I was pretty sure I was going to lose. And then Thursday night happened and I felt pretty good. I think I had like a 40 point lead uh, after Thursday night. So it was really, really um, fun to have that kind of back and forth the whole time. And then Christian McCaffrey scored like a bajillion points. I'm like, all right, all right. You don't need to throw any more touchdowns or run any, like 
get hurt and then he got hurt and so I was like oh wait I didn't really mean for him to get hurt so that was kind of awkward but anyway it was it was tough yeah and, and speaking of Christian McCaffrey got hurt I went up in Wednesday morning we can talk about this later but I did pick up the backup running back for the Carolina Panthers uh bon- Bonifu Toboggan uh something um so I got him and I feel like there's potential. I feel like, you know, they are running Christian McCaffrey into the ground out there in Carolina. And I don't know if he can take that many touches. So I feel like there's a possibility I could have just picked up the waiver wire edition of the year. Speaking of which, um, we're, we talked about earlier, we're going to be debuting a new segment. And that kind of ties in with the waiver wire edition of the year a little bit later. Um, uh, so just a little tease there, a little tease. We're going to come back to waiver wire additions. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, Tucker did win. Uh, so congrats to Tucker. Looking at Callahan, he has the most points scored against him, but he has um, he's only lost twice. Uh, any guesses on who has the best average FML so far this season? Um, who do you think, uh, Tucker, who, who do you think has the best average FML so far this season? Me. I mean, like that's not a it's <laughs> not a guess. <laughs> it's me, like period. Yes, yes, you are correct. You are correct. Um, I told you earlier we're going to be up- updating the FML. So please, guys, please, if you haven't, please take a look at the FML that Steve has been updating all year long. And Tucker is correct. He actually has the best average so far this season. Um, all right, so you got that one right, Tucker. Let's see if you can get the next one right. And by the way, this is, the answer is not in the notes. Tucker, who do you think has the worst average FML so far this season? Again, that's easy. It's Chris. <laughs> yeah, it is Chris. I don't know how you got it right, but yes, you are correct. And so Logan beats Chris 108.9 to 100.1. Uh, Logan got lucky with this matchup this week. He scored the Logan scored the third fewest points this week. But he still got the win. Uh, so, Logan, man, the, the congrats to you for, for beating Chris, I guess. I mean, if you want to feel good about that, way to go. Uh, Chris, uh, oh, wait, 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 here we go. Here, go ahead, Tucker. So, Logan, I mean, <laughs> it feels good to win, doesn't it? I mean, we were chatting back and forth whenever we were playing. I was like, you're not going to win against me. So, like, it's always good to have, like, the school of the sister and the blinds or whatever uh, coming up so you can uh, at least have an opportunity to try and win. So uh, I hope you feel good about yourself. <laughs> there we go. Let me make sure that's ready. All right. Um, so, yeah, so Logan did win. And, and Chris, bless, bless, Chris, bless his heart. He's lucky that he didn't get his name changed again. Uh, he could have easily gotten it changed just scoring 100 points. Uh, if he would have played like Tucker, for example, he would have got 50 and, and got his name changed again. But um, – and, and by the way, speaking of which, did you guys know um, he Chris did not actually pick Twizzlers and Dupu. Like, that's not, his, that's not his name. Tucker beat him earlier this season and changed it to that. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, he, just, he just hasn't gotten a win so far this season. So, he still has that name change. Um. All right, so uh, in his his oh one more thing, his worst season. This is this is Chris' worst season he's ever had. It got even worser. Yeah, so now he's zero and five. 
Chris, I want to send you that little poster with the cat hanging on. Say, Hang in there, little buddy. <laughs> like, like you'll, it'll get better. <laughs> you got this. Isn't that what they tell, like, oh, man, not to get totally PC, but, like, isn't that what they tell people who come out and then they get bullied? Like, it gets better. You know, right, Chris? All right, uh, speaking of coming out, Nick, <laughs> Nick, he beat me 171.9 to 119.7. Uh, Nick scores his highest points total so far this season. He puts up a season high. Um, he beats me by 50. He changes my name to Penny Ass Clown. And um, uh, Tucker, I, I think you were in on helping Nick come up with that name for me. You want to kind of talk about the name or whatever? Yeah, it's like it's a it's a you know Pennywise. It's the play on the clown because you're such a clown, and also because you have Rashad Penny. So Penny Ass Clown, it just makes sense. Right, right, right. Was it? Was it? it? Yeah. Was it the movie we had Penny? Yeah. And then Roger Goodell, you know, there's all these, I think there's um, Saturday for the Boys, Barstool Sports, they have that picture of Roger Goodell with the clown nose, and I'm the commissioner, so maybe I'm a clown. It's, yeah, like it works on many levels. Totally cool, man. Cool. And uh, I'm trying to update my, my, my image for my team logo, but that hasn't worked out. Sorry, I guess. Um, he's trying super hard, super <laughs> hard. Right, right. I, I, I tried it once. It didn't work. Sorry, man. Um, and if you guys, by the way, just a little behind the scenes, uh, two guys podcast stuff going on. I don't know if you could tell, but <laughs> me and Tucker are recording together and we're sharing a mic. So whenever we like pass it back and forth, there's a little bit of a squeak. <laughs> that's not the bed. That's not the bed. That's, that, that's the mic. Okay. Here. Okay. Um, all right. So Nick, congrats. Uh, he gets nearly 80 points from Michael Thomas in the freaking Eagles defense. That's bull crap. Um, the damn Eagles defense scored 37 freaking points. Um, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm as big of an Eagles fan as the next guy, but damn, come on. Eagles defense scoring 37 points. That's damn ridiculous. And uh, another FML update. Uh, the Brett Favre division has the best average FMQ. Yes, FMQ. I'm not really sure what the Q stands for. So, Steve, if you're listening, some clarification would, would be nice for that. Um, but, yeah, Brett Favre division looking pretty strong, uh, which Nick is a part of. Um, and my main man, you know, the guy I spent like 17 bucks for last week, you know, mm, mm, I was really happy about him. He scored, wait for it, yeah, 2.4 points. <laughs> yeah. So he let me down. Um, and okay, okay, okay. Let's talk about this. Let me take a sip of this first. Hang on. So I woke up on Tuesday morning, and I had 80 missed text messages. And the first thing I thought of was, oh, my gosh, something's wrong. I've got 80 missed text messages. Like something happened somebody's sick, somebody's hurt, somebody like God awful, something bad has happened. Oh no. You know, nothing bad happened. I just have friends who took pleasure in my pain. Like they sent me 80 text messages to rub in the fact that I lost by 50 and I'm getting my name changed. And I feel like, like I'm the lunch lady that everybody picks on. Like 
like people befriend each other by like getting together to pick on the lunch lady. And if that's what it takes, you know what? If that's what it takes to make our league more fun, whatever, man, whatever. Well, number one, the lunch lady actually gives you something. You don't give nobody nothing. So you are not the lunch. That's a poor analogy. Uh, but number two, what it really was is we were trying to find the perfect, the perfect name. And I think we've come up with it. Yeah. Penny Ass Clown is pretty strong. I'm, I'm not going to give Nick any credit for that. But um, that was, that's not bad. And it wasn't just you guys. I mean, Dale, Logan, and Sam also chimed in with like six or seven text messages. And we'll get to those a little bit later. Actually, you know what? Tease. We're going to get to their text messages a little bit later. Messages a little bit later. Um, speaking of which, Sam beat Dell 122. By the way, man, my transitions are on point. Like maybe I need to have a few every night. Um, Sam beat Dell 122.9 to 119.9. Dell doing Dell things loses a close game. He ends up being the clo- it ends up being the closest game of the week. Three points, I think, won't carry the one. Did it carry the two? <laughs> I'm pretty sure three points. Uh, and just freaking Nick Chubb, golly, that was a Monday night game. I think was it Sunday night or Monday night? One of the two. Nick Chubb. <laughs> it might have been a Tuesday night game. I don't know. Nick Chubb barely pulled it out for Sam. He gets the victory. Tucker, any analysis? Anything you want to add there? Sam has a Chubb. The end. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's really it. I mean, like, Sam with Nick Chubb is great. Sam without Nick Chubb is not so great. So, if Nick Chubb does well, Sam does well. If Nick Chubb does not do well, Sam does not do well. I hope I got Sam on that bye week that Nick Nick Chubb has because you're right, man. That's Nick Chubb has been carrying Sam's team by show. Uh, Steve, I don't, I don't have a transition for this one. Steve, beat Kevin, uh, 110.8 to 97.6. Ouch. Kevin scores his lowest point total since week 10 in 2017, nearly two years ago. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Amari Cooper combined for two-thirds of Kevin's point total. You know, you would think about that. That's a pretty good stat, but that's not this week's. Stat of the week. Stat of the week. It's actually coming a little bit later. Tucker have one, has one for us. Um, Kevin actually finishes 12th in the FML this week. Uh, Steve finishes 10th in the FML, but he still gets a win, which is pretty lucky on Steve's part. And this is what I was telling you about earlier. Steve is 3-2, and two, but I'm telling you, Steve is a fake-ass 3-2 and two team. He has three wins, but he has the fewest amounts of points scored against him. Tucker, let me see if I can get Steve's team pulled up here while you tell me what you think about Steve's team. I think that's a little unfair. I mean, he is having to start Wayne Goldman, so that that does hurt him. But if he had Saquon Barkley, like Sam has Nick Chubb, his team would actually be pretty good. I actually think his team's not that fake, other than the fact that he's got Wayne Goldman pulling stuff out for him. Um, like I said, I think his team's pretty good. I, he's got Carlos Hyde and Le'Veon Bell. Um, Carlos Hyde's a pretty sneaky player for um, who he's been. His positional ranking is 28. I mean, nobody, nobody had Carlos Hyde in the top 30. So, I, I mean, I think his team is pretty good, especially, like I said, you lose your number one guy you spent, like, what, 80 bucks on in the auction for? And – He's out. He also has Drew Brees out on the IR. 
um, Kareem Hunt suspended, I mean, that's just going to boost his team whenever he comes back. Like, his team's pretty, pretty, it's like, it's three and two. Like, it's a perfect three and two team right now. Like, right? So it's like, it's pretty average, but it could be really, really good. Saquon Barkley, Drew Brees, and Kareem Hunt additions later on in the year, that could be a team worth watching out for. Yeah, you make good points. I mean, I, I can't really argue there. But <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sold on this team, I guess, is my point. Now, given I am playing against him this week, and I do have a little side bet, little lunch bet against Steve, because I don't think he's that good. I really don't. And we'll, we'll update how the Thursday night game went. He does have Julian Edelman, and he, he did okay. Um, but I still feel, I feel like I can beat him. My team is one and four, but I still feel like I can beat Steve. Uh, excuse me. Um, so, uh, yeah, Kevin, man, I just – what happened there? Ah, my goodness. Um, he, Patrick Mahomes and Amari Cooper scoring all his points. Tucker, do you want to talk about Kevin's team at all? Meh. I mean, like, every now and then you have a bad game, right? And so he had a bad game. I mean, his team's pretty good. Patrick Mahomes and um, – I mean, he leans a lot on Damian Williams and whoever his other running back is. And so it's his running backs are always a little bit shaky. Um, Chris Edmonds, Chase Edmonds, what are you talking about? Oh, Mike Evans, yeah. Mike Evans has had an up and down. I mean, Chris Godwin is the guy in Tampa, and right. So it, that's just a miss, right? And it it's hard to predict that. I guess I wouldn't have predicted that. Um, but his team's still good. Like it, like I said, I still think his team's good. Yeah, and Mike Evans had zero points last week. Zero. Yeah. And and I think, like you said, Chris Godwin is good, and I think they're going to get O.J. Howard more involved. Don't tell Nick this. Let's keep this just between me and you, Tucker. But I think they're going to get O.J. Howard. No? You don't think so? Wrong. Cameron Brate's the tight end in Tampa if you want to own a tight end in Tampa. But O.J. Howard, he, he's got like zero targets through like 15 games or something like that. It, it's super low. He's not a good tight end. Look, look, did you see his one-handed catch in the baseball game that he had? Did you see O.J. Howard doing one-handed catches at the baseball game? It's about time he caught something. <laughs> he's going to like mark my word. He's going to have at least two catches tomorrow. <laughs> Just. Exactly. Like put it on the stall. O.J. Howard gets – Five catches the rest of the year. <laughs> Ooh, hot take. Hot take. All right, uh, let's move on. Tim beat Ryan 185.3 to 155.2. Whoa. Tim puts up the most points he's ever scored in one game, and he gets his first ever win against Ryan. Kudos to Tim. Wow, what a game for Tim. Um I think Tim's team is good. He's got Dalvin Cook. He's got uh, the running back from Cincinnati, Joe Mixon. I think those two are like studs out there. Um, I think Tim's team, he could sneak. I think he, he went to the championship game a few years ago. I really feel like he could backdoor his way into another championship appearance. His team's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I would say um, it's very similar to a lot of us. Like, so uh, he relies heavily on uh, Dalvin Cook for Minnesota. 
Uh, he's a big part of his team. Um, yeah, he does have Joe Mixon. He's got some good receivers. Will Fuller went off last week for like what? I don't even remember the number, like 50 points. Let's just call it 50 points. It's close enough. And so <laughs> I mean, he just went off. I think it was, I mean, it's just crazy, right? Will that happen every week? Nah. That's why he scored 185. Now, his team is good, though. Like, he'll score a good 140. If you don't score 140 against uh, Tim, I think you're going to lose 135, somewhere in there. Uh, so, I, I like his team. Um, but it's just not 185. Good. I would also like to say about Ryan's team, I, I've i got two good teams in this league. <laughs> I want to say that out there. Like, I got, I got two teams that scored 155 points last week. What? Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. And um, going back to Tim's team, he does have Devontae Adams that you traded him a couple weeks ago that is out again this week. And, you know, <laughs> that does kind of work in your favor with that whole trade. There's another week that Devontae's out. And um, <laughs> speaking of trades, can we just stop for a second? I want to talk about the trade that Nick made with Chris. Chris traded – uh, George Kittle, the tight end for the 49ers, to Nick for Emmanuel Sanders, the wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. Um, there's a possibility that George Kittle could be out this week, but but here's the thing. Um, George Kittle is like a top three tight end, and Emmanuel Sanders is like a top 50 wide receiver. And and I'm just a little upset about that. Like, Chris, I love you. I love you so much. But why the hell did you trade George Kittle for Emmanuel Sanders? Chris, what he's saying is you should have contacted him first so he could have robbed you instead of Nick. Uh, <laughs> I could have like, Alan Robinson. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I just um, – I do think, like – Nick's going to look back on that trade and realize that that, is, that trade is why nobody will trade with Nick because he just takes advantage of people the same way that nobody wants to trade with Clint. So here's the thing. Nobody wants to trade with me because Nick is always like, don't trade with Clint, don't trade with Clint, because apparently I make some crappy trades with people and I feel like he feels like I like pull one over on these. No, it's Nick. Nick is the one that's doing this. Hello, hello. I mean, come on. Nick's upset because he can't pull off – he hadn't previously been able to pull off the same shenanigans yes. that you have pulled off. Right, right. <laughs> and, so, and so now that he's been able to pull off those same shenanigans, right. like, it's like he's mum on the situation. Exactly. You're exactly right. <sighs> okay. Let me get back together here. There were, let me read my notes. There were only two teams that could have beaten Ryan this week, and just happens that Tim was one of them. So, kind of Ryan have some some crappy luck there. That's another candidate for the Dookie Award. Ryan, you know, crappy luck. Gets beat by only one of the two teams that could have beat him. All right. So, speaking of Ryan, um, hooray, hooray. Oh, let me see if I can get this ready. I'm, I don't know which one it is. Where's the clapping one? Where's the clapping one? Do you see the clapping one? Yes. Hey. Ryan actually paid his league dues, y'all. I ain't even playing. He sent me $50 in my PayPal. Like, he paid me my money. I'm so happy. Like, Ryan, the guy who's living in Honduras paid me money. Yes, Tucker, he paid me my money. And they also had a um, uh, festival in the streets to celebrate Ryan paying. I mean, like, Clint, like, 
had a festival done, like a carnival style, <laughs> style festival in Honduras. Tom Brady was out there dancing and everything for, for Carnival. Ryan paid his league dues, y'all. Guess who hasn't paid their league dues? Dallin Logan had to pay their daily dues. And here's the thing. I teased this a little bit earlier. Dell texted me that, that Monday night when I got beat. He was the only one that texted me. He, he was saying, oh, Clint thought it was going to be a pillow fight between me and whoever, Sam, but ended up it wasn't a pillow fight. We could have both beat Clint, blah, 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 which makes me realize that Dale is listening to the podcast, and it's the same podcast where I've been like, Dale and Logan hadn't paid the league dues. Burn. <laughs> Look, but for real, it'd be really cool if y'all paid me league dues. Uh, all right, Dookie Award. Let's figure out who is going to be this week's Dookie Award winner. So we got a few candidates. Mm, that is a growler that you just heard being opened. Um, so we got a couple candidates for the Dookie Award. Um, there's, you know, Ryan having the crappy luck. He got beat by one of the two teams that could have beaten him. There's me who got 50 Yes, I know. I got, my, I got my name changed. But like I said earlier, I, I would rather lose by more than 50 than lose by more, less than one. Whatever. There's also Kevin who put up his lowest points total – excuse me, in almost two years. So, Tucker, I'm going to toss it to you. Um, I'm going to let you pick this week's Dookie Award winner. So, without further ado, where's the drum roll thing? Where's it? Where's it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It has to be Kevin. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, Clint is low-hanging fruit on this one. <laughs> And, and he did wake up to 80 text messages, so he's got enough. Um, but, Kevin, man, you scored 97.6 points. Like, you scored the worst amount of points ever. Uh, at least, excuse me, well, not ever, in that week, whatever. Like, ever. Close, <laughs> close enough. Um, so, you, you, sir, win the Dookie Award. All right, congrats. Kevin, you are this week's Dookie Award winner. All right, so this is a new segment, brand new and I haven't really talked to Tucker about it, so I don't even know how it's going to go. But, you know, there's, there's been times in the podcast where the co-hosts, the, ho- the, hostesses, the hosts and I, the co-hosts and I, the people on the, who are talking have made, like, some hot takes, and they've kind of criticized people about moves that they made. Um, and, you know what, it, it comes to, come to find out maybe we were wrong. You know, maybe we shouldn't have criticized in the first place. And maybe, maybe they were right. That's the name of, and I can come, there's, you could, we can have a better name for this, but right now it's like, maybe they were right. That's, that's what I have as the name of this segment, this new segment. This segment reminds me of a tweet I saw with Skip Bayless, like, he was on both sides of the argument, arguing with himself. It was at live TV. Like, so sometimes when you have those hot takes, you're going to be wrong, right? So maybe they were right, right? So I wish I could think of the exact words, that, but it was Skip Bayless going on on some subject that he was on both sides of the fence. This person's really bad. No, no, this person's really good. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is who it was. Um, and so it was just, I don't know, it was just wild. Uh, but yeah, I think that's like the Skip Bayless segment or something like that. I like that. We'll, we'll go with that. Let's go with it. All right, so here's the Skip Bayless thing. Um, 
we need to put some respect back on these managers who made some moves. We criticized them. We shouldn't have criticized them. For example, Ryan. Ryan had Tucker draft his team, and we've talked about it before. Tucker did a good job drafting. I stole the mic. Yeah, I'm good at that shit. <laughs> but Tucker did not make all the, 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 the transactions like adding, dropping people. And Ryan added <clears throat> DJ Clark a few weeks ago. And Logan was co-hosting that week. And Logan, and, and as, he, as he should have, Logan called Ryan out on the DJ Chark edition. But you know what? <laughs> DJ Chark is the fifth-ranked wide receiver out of all the wide receivers. Um, D- Ryan picked the right wide receiver in Jacksonville. I drafted D.D. Westbrook. I felt like he was the best wide receiver in Jacksonville, but I was wrong. It could have been because of Nick Foles' injury, but who knows? Maybe maybe Ryan was right. Um, maybe Skip Bayless, you, Skip Bayless this week is, is Ryan. Uh, Tucker, anything you want to add? DJ Chark. Do, 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 do. Um, <clears throat> no, but so, right. My biggest question when he added DJ Chark, I was like, is Garner Minshew or whatever his name is, is he really that good? And so that was the question I had. I was like, dang on, man. Like, I don't know anything about the guy, but then you, you hear Mike Leach talk about the guy, and he just loves him some like some Gardner Minshew. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think he was right. I think he, you know, Skip, you played both sides. Good job, you win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Minshew mania has taken over Jacksonville. There, did you see? There's like a package where you can buy tickets to the Jacksonville Jaguar game, and part of that package is you get a mustache, a bandana. And you can get your picture taken out on the field. Like, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Um, it's also pretty weird. Like, I'm going to take a little sidebar here. What happens when Nick Foles is eligible or available to come back? Like, like, do you, like he's playing well. Do you take him out? I mean, I think the answer is no. But they, they paid Nick Foles a lot of money to come to Jacksonville. So, <laughs> I mean, if if I were – I don't even know the head coach's name. I don't even know who he is down there. If I were that guy, I would – I mean, no. It's not – yeah, but he's a GM. Yeah, all right, all right, we'll go with it. All right. Um, they're winning games, and they're winning games without their best cornerback, the best player on their team, Jalen Ramsey, who's not even – that's a whole other thing. Like, the owner said he's coming back. And then Jalen Ramsey's like, no, nah, I ain't coming back. My back ain't right. I'm not coming back. That's a whole other thing. Um, His quote back, like, right? Like, he's having an issue contract-wise, right? So that's what's why he's really not coming back. And also, like, it's just impressive. It's, to me, it's impressive that, like, Garner Minshew's doing all this. But the, the comparison to me is, like, Seattle play, paid Matt Flynn, or whatever his name was, oh, yeah. a ton of money. Oh, yeah. um, and then they were like, oh, yeah, Russell Wilson's just better. So we're going to play <laughs> Russell. So, right? So, I mean, I think it reminds me of that situation. That's a good comp for sure. All right. So, uh, long story short, way to go, Ryan. Um, <clears throat> nice job. Maybe, we, maybe you were right. I don't know. Um, long story longer. <laughs> long story longer. That was not long story short, by the way. <laughs> I hate when people say that. All right. Let's look at the auction summary for this week. Tucker. 
Hey, man, <laughs> got the stud in Washington. Got Vernon Davis for 16 bucks. Could have got him for free. Hey, but I did see they have shut old boy down. Uh, Jordan Reed. They have shut Jordan Reed down. He's on IR. So maybe, maybe, hey, maybe you were right. Uh, probably not because I'm pretty sure he's out this week. So, so I've also dropped Vernon Davis and picked up Noah Fant for $0 since Evan Ingram was out. Um, so, yeah, I've got that going for me. Hey, that's a strong candidate for next week's Dookie Award. All right, let's see how it plays out. We shall see. Um, all right, let's look ahead to week number six. We got four teams on a bye this week. The Bills, the Bears, the Colts, and the Raiders are on a bye. Um, fantasy studs. <laughs> hey, man, Al Robinson, he's a stud. Come on now. Get your mind right. Steve is going up against me, and I actually lead the series three to two. Um, like I said earlier, we do have a little bit of a lunch side bet going on here. And earlier, I was projected to win 112 to 107. Right now, those projections have changed. Steve's actually projected to win 113.9 to 112 because of uh, what's his name? Julian Edelman's big performance on Thursday night. I went to bed and it was like going into the fourth quarter and Edelman was like kind of contained and I, I wasn't worried. But then apparently he had a bunch of receptions or at least one big reception in the fourth quarter. So Julian Edelman has 19.8 points and Steve is um, his win probability is 51%. But I feel good about it. I really do. Um, I feel like my team is going to win. Of course you do. Um, I mean, again, it's like like Steve being Steve, average on average, right? So he's like everything's flip of the coin, 51%, right? So he's three and two. He could be three and three. He could be four and two. It's, it's flip a coin. Um, I don't know. It, this matchup doesn't excite me. Says the Jeff Fisher of WRBF. Speaking of mediocre, this guy over here. Um, <laughs> I'm going to win, damn it. Tevin Coleman is going to have a huge – oh, I just closed the tab. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Tevin Coleman is going to win. Uh, he's going he's gonna to do good. Um, I don't know that uh, Leonard Fournette is going to do that great. I'm, I'm tempering my expectations for him. But T.J. Hawkins is coming back. My man, he's coming back from his concussion. I'm starting him to get one catch or whatever. <laughs> like hey, The dude had a bajillion catches in week one and done not much else after. Okay, all right. Listen, listen. Tevin Coleman and D.D. Westbrook are going to carry my team this week. <laughs> mark, mark my words. Didn't we just talk about D.J. Chark? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Look, um, they're playing – New Orleans. Marcus Lattimore is going to have DJ Chark covered. Bro, I'm serious. You just dropped the S off of New Orleans. This podcast is getting fun. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, Marcus Lattimore. <laughs> Marcus Lattimore is going to have DJ Chark covered like um, stink on doo-doo. And so, yeah, DD Whisper is going to have a good game. Just watch. what. Look, listen, listen, listen. That's what I'm telling you. Uh, we, we shall see. A Subway lunch is hanging in the balance right now. Uh, Ryan, you are playing Tucker. Ah, Tucker, actually, Ryan leads your matchup three to one. He's beat you three times, bro. 
Yeah, he has. And I like how, how Clint on this has, I, in the notes, it says, I'm projected to win against Steve 112 to 107. But also, also it says, Tucker, Tucker, when I say I, Clint, Clint is projected to win at 112. And it says, Tucker is projected to lose <laughs> 121 to 112. Jerk. <laughs> change the verbiage there a little bit <laughs> yeah right you're right uh, so but, but i did that on purpose because tucker is the only undefeated team and he's projected to lose he is projected to lose going into this matchup now like i said ryan has owned you man ryan has owned he has and i was trying to deflect here because i actually think i'm fairly certain this is the week i lose um I, I mean, I drafted two good teams. It's a coin flip. It's, I mean, right. when my team, win <laughs> that's right, I'm winning anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, can't I can't lose. When my team plays my team, it's tough, man. You, it's like, it's like when your two kids play each other or something like that. Like, I don't have two kids, but if I had two kids and two kids play each other, you know what I'm saying? It's hard to pick the best do you, one. Do you? <laughs> do you? Now, look, right now I'm looking at your team. And you're, it's a bold move on your team. Right now, you do not have a tight end. <laughs> you, have, you have no tight end going. Bold move. Let's see if it pays off. It's Noah Fant. I had to drop Vernon Davis because he's out. So, I, forgot you, so. I forgot you spent $60 on Vernon Davis and then you don't have anything. I forgot. I forgot, I forgot. Um, yeah. And Brandon Bolden had 12.6 points on Ryan's bench from the Thursday night game. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Let's see how that pays off. Um, but, yeah, I like you said, this could be an upset. Ryan could come in here. He did score 155 points last week. So I wouldn't call it an upset. I mean, it's one, he was projected to win. He's, he's got a – I think his team is pretty good. He, he would have beat me last week by .1 points. That would have been a very difficult loss. Um, so, yeah, so, I, I mean, I'm okay losing to Ryan. All right, well, I, we got to hurry this thing up because I got to pee. Um, <laughs> but first, uh, shout out to Matt and shout out to Ashley. We got a couple of new subscribers to the WRBF podcast. <laughs> they are some co workers of mine. And if they're listening at this point, man, shout out. Shout out to Matt and Ashley. Uh, Dale is going to go up against Negi, guys. And Dale leads 6 to 5 in their head to head matchup, which I would not have thought of. Um, I did not think that Dell would be um, leading that matchup, but he does lead six to five. Nick is projected to win uh, one thirty-one to one eighteen. Uh, Tucker, go ahead. So I think Dell loses this one in a close one, <laughs> as per usual. <laughs> Dell, feel bad for you. I think he's going to lose. It's going to be a pretty close one. I think. I think this is probably the matchup of the week. I think it's going to end up being really, really close. Um, and I'm not, I'm surprised that Dale is leading the matchup, but I'm not surprised that it's only six to five because those two are so close. Um, and then Nick started strong, uh, Thursday night with Tom Brady has scoring 27 points with 36 point, uh, total so far with a 24 point lead. Um, strong showing for, uh, Nick gives him a, a leg up for sure. It's always uh, good to have that leg up going out of Thursday. Yeah, Nick is, is – he has a 55% win probability after that Thursday night game. Um, but, yeah, uh, these are two – I'm, I'm good with I'm good with it. This must make it the matchup of the week for sure. These two teams are studs, and these are champions going up, going up against each other. 
So, yeah, let's make it go ahead. Let's go ahead and make it that WRBF matchup of the week. Uh, we got Chris going up against Callahan. And on paper, you would think that this is going to be something that we shouldn't even talk about. Callahan leads the matchup three to two. Callahan going into the game was projected to win. Um, but Chris actually has a decent game from Golden Tate. Golden Tate scores 23.2 points, which definitely helps Chris Chris's projected total. Uh, right now, <laughs> Callahan is projected to win 153.1 to 122.4, which will be Chris's highest point total of the season. And I think Tucker had a stat of the week for someone on Callahan's line, uh, lineup. Stuff of that WRBF stat of the week. Yeah, so I had heard, and you can't fact check this, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but the Tyler Lockett touchdown catch from last week that he caught from Russell Wilson in the corner of the end zone had a 0.6% uh, chance of being a completion. So that's like got to be the lowest ever of actually having a completion and a touchdown. Uh, so that, that helped Tyler lose. Um, but anyway, uh, so it's, that's going to be a good matchup. I, I do think, you know, it, the projection of 63% or whatever is probably – accurate i think unfortunately chris you're going to score a lot of points and lose and and that's just unfortunate i feel sorry for you chris <laughs> now uh callahan did have the new england patriots defense and they scored 26 points i did see this this is another you know possible stat of the week candidate the new england defense has scored more touchdowns than any wide receiver in the nfl uh. yeah that's right. Any wide receiver, the Patriots defense has scored more touchdowns than any of them. <laughs> well, maybe you can have two. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, stats of the week. Uh, stats of the week. Sam is going up against Tim. This is the first ever matchup because this is Sam's first year in the league. Tim was projected to score, projected to win 125 to 111. Let me go. Oh, Sam had somebody going. He had Josh Gordon who had 1.2. Ooh, did you see that? That play where Josh Gordon got hurt, ooh. Yeah, I missed that. Tell me about it. He – Josh – there was a um, a fumble. Tom Brady had a fumble, and the Giants defense were – they were running the back for a touchdown. So, Josh Gordon was going on defense and trying to tackle. And when he tried to tackle the guy, his knee bent backwards and underneath him, and it did not look good. I'm, and he, so, he was out for the, pretty much the rest of the game from there. Um, I haven't seen any kind of updates. I don't know. Uh, if it was like a serious injury, if he's going to be in injury, if he's going to be out, looks like he's avoided a major injury via Ian Rappaport. Uh, but yeah, man, you, you hate to see that happen, especially for a guy who needs as many points as he can get going up against Tim, who is a powerhouse in WRBF. Again, for me, right, so 1.2 out of Josh Gordon. I'm pretty sure he scored him like 4.5 last week. So it's not that big of a letdown. Um, it's going to come down to Nick Chubb against who's – Nick? who's the Cleveland playing? Uh, Seattle. Seattle. And they're a pretty good defense. So it'll be interesting to see if Nick Chubb can score a bajillion points. It, the Nick Chubb versus Dalvin Cook playoff is a, is a good little matchup. It's really dependent upon who scores the most out of those two. In fact, I would bet whoever scores the most out of those two wins this matchup. I like it. 
I like it. That could be the deciding factor right there first year. And then lastly, we got Kevin going up against Logan. Kevin has dominated Logan 6-1 to one in their head-to-head matchup. Um, earlier, Logan was projected to win 120-99. to 99. Now, this was uh, in large part because Kevin is not starting a tight end. He has Darren Waller, who is on a bye. And if you have not looked, boys and girls, if you're those of you keeping score at home, Kevin has not added a tight end. He is going to roll out eight players against Logan's nine. Um, and right now, Logan is projected to win 116.1 to 97.3. Logan is, has a 59% probability of winning. And he does, Logan does have Malcolm Butler plugging in for Todd Gurley, who is expected to be out. So the funny thing is, Kevin is actually projected lower than what he actually scored last week. So Kevin, Kevin, bro, you got to do something because that your your team is looking pretty bad and it could get worse. Another interesting little uh, caveat to this matchup is the Arizona running backs. Logan has David Johnson, who is questionable. Kevin has Chase Edmonds, who is the backup in Arizona. So I cannot wait to see the injury report on Sunday for that 4 o'clock game. Somebody's going to be scrambling one, one side or the other. Oh, we got to get somebody in. Can't wait. Can't wait. Oh, man, this has been a good podcast. Um, I need to get drunk to do this more often. Uh, Monday night, we got the Lions against the Packers. So that is a pretty – I mean, we got some, you know, on Johnson, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. Um, TJ Hawkinson, let's not forget about him. <laughs> He's totally forgettable. <laughs> we got some studs going on Monday night. Man, Tucker, thank you so much for filling in. Love, and ha- love to have you, man. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. This, you're always welcome to come in this bed. Um, wait, come in this bed? Hang on. <laughs> no, you're coming in my bed. And Wait, wait. <laughs> Not that way. Um, but, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, thanks for having me, man. It's, it's been fun. Um, like Clint said, it's always fun whenever you have somebody and it's, uh, you know, whatever. Like, I bring beer. Like, hey, if, if there's beer, Clint's here. <laughs> hey, man, that's a good slogan for me. If there's beer, Clint's here. I like it. I'm going to change my name to that. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to the Two Guys in a Bed podcast, the official podcast of where reality becomes a fantasy.